It's time for Your Voices of Hope, a video podcast program that offers straight talk on some of the major issues facing us today. Addiction, domestic violence, homelessness, human trafficking, and suicide. But more than that, it's our desire to inspire hope. Now, your host, Michelle Beyer. I have a very special guest in my studio today. My guest today lives in ICANN Housing, which is housing that homeless, that houses the homeless. And it is very difficult for people to get out of. Reason being a lot of people go into this housing, they don't get jobs for whatever the reason is, they're on social security, Um, they have addiction issues, uh, mental health issues, whatever the reason is. So when someone is able to get a job, get into recovery and actually move out, that is a major milestone. Well, my guest today has accomplished just that. So today we celebrate her accomplishment. Please welcome my guest, Jennifer Kiko. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. So, Jennifer, um, gosh, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You started, you had an addiction to crack, heroin, meth. I mean, you were doing it all, weren't you? Yeah. How long did you have these addictions for? Uh, I started going down heavy in 2018. Um, I had been using cocaine and other drugs since before that, since I was younger. Um, but it really hit me when my mom died in 2015. Um, and I kind of lost everything from there my kids my job my home and how old are you because you look pretty young i'll be 30 tomorrow oh god oh my gosh happy birthday thank you that is so awesome so did you do when did you actually start using any substance whatsoever Uh, whatsoever um I started smoking pot when I was nine. Oh, my. Um, I started getting into heavy drinking um, about 11. Um, More or less bigger drugs. I started trying about when I was uh, 16. I started trying crack. Um, And it was a kind of just hearing it every once in a while thing. Um, I was doing cocaine here and there. Um, okay. So you do have a very long history. Yeah. And so did you graduate school? Did, you know? Yeah, I graduated in 2009 with my high school diploma. I did stay in school. I got pregnant at 17. We had a child at 18 and me and my kid's father just was, we weren't good for each other. Okay. We kind of, we got into spice and stuff like that. Um, okay. Where is that child? Um, 
He's actually, he was adopted along with three other of my children. Um, they're all together with the family. So I'm really blessed that they got to see Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so you have three other children. And so they're, he is how old now? My oldest is 12. He'll be 12. 12. And how old are the other two? Um, I have five total. Okay. So they're 12, 6, 4, 3, and 1 and a half. Okay, so how, I know now you have the one and a half year old. I do. Which is just awesome. And um, from what I uh, saw the last time is that that child is awfully spoiled. She is. (laughs) So, um, and that's because you, you, you didn't go back to using drugs. And is she the reason that you got sober because you got pregnant? Um, she is the reason I am clean today. Um, I did have a relapse with her when I was pregnant for three days. And, uh, that third day I was just crying and praying to God to help me and get me away from it. Wow. I got clean since. That is awesome. I see so much emotion on your face right now. It's hard. I have so much emotion going through me because I'm so proud of you, because it is so hard to get out of this type of housing. And I've only seen it one other time in the five years that I've been here. And it is not easy. How did you get sober? Did you, tell me, did you um, get into, did you have to go to jail? Did you have any um, charges with anything? Um, in 2018, uh, when I had lost my job and my housing, I lost my housing in June. Um, I really went downhill. I went and stayed in a motel for a couple months and my family was there, you know, here and there to help me pay for it. But it got enough to where they said, you know, we're just done. And I had to be on my own and I was on the streets and, uh, I ended up getting picked up by the police one night and I got charged with methamphetamines and um, I ended up going to jail for 35 days and then I went to treatment at ComQuest Um, and I actually didn't even make it the day I got out of treatment. I didn't make it home. Um, I relapsed then. Um, I guess I just wasn't ready to get off. Um, right. I ended up having an overdose of on pills. Um, I just couldn't take it no more. I was getting high so much. I just, I didn't want to live. Why didn't you want to live? <sighs> Not having my kids. Um, when my mom died, it was, it was pretty tragic for me. Um, oh, I'm sure that was, it's a little rough to lose your mother. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't on good terms that the way it ended. So, okay. Um, but I, when I had got out of the hospital for my overdose, I had a warrant. I went and took care of that, and uh, I wanted to get clean. And my kid's father said that I could come stay there, but there was conditions, and I ended up getting pregnant again. And, uh, was that his condition <laughs> that you get pregnant uh, again? <laughs> no, that was not not in. But anyway, um, 
more of uh, he used me, I'll be able to stay there type thing. Um, and uh, that was, I didn't know what else to do. I didn't have anywhere else to go. So I did stay there and he was just abusive. Um, I ended up finally leaving there. And that's when things kind of started going a little right. I did have a relapse after that. Um, like I said, when I was pregnant with my daughter. But um, after that, I guess I just knew that it was better without my kid's father. And that was my mm -hmm. big holdback in life. And sometimes uh, it is a little bit better, you know, without the, the guys. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm not bashing men, of course. It's just that sometimes we figure out that, yeah, maybe we didn't make the right choice and we, you know, we have to step away. And I love the fact that you knew that because a lot of women stay in those relationships, which leads to other bad choices. So you just keep making all the smart choices. Wow. Which I guess is why you're leaving us. Um, and you know, for those that are listening, uh, and I say us because I work for ICANN Housing, I am peer support specialist. Um, so you, how did you get into ICANN? Um, when I was staying with my kid's father, um, he kept telling me I could stay there, but then the next day I would need to get out. So I called the homeless hotline. I got into the YWCA. And then I got into gateway housing and in about two months I got into ICANN housing and that was kind of the start of my journey here. And what has your journey been like since you started? I know sometimes it can be rough with neighbors because one of the criteria to getting into our housing is mental health. So there are a lot of people here in our housing that have some severe to light mental health issues and then they're mixed with addiction issues so dual diagnosis can be really really hard did you have any issues with that living you know with some neighbors uh yes i did um i had um moved in me personally i was real depressed um, when I started this, I didn't think I was going to be able to be a mom. After my kids were taken, I was sure that she was going to be taken and I wouldn't be able to be there for her. Um, the neighbors I had weren't the best. They were on drugs, um, accusing me of being on drugs, getting back involved with CPS because of it, getting police involved. Um, it was a big mess where I was first at and then we were able to move you. Yeah. And I know that where we moved you to is a really nice, mm -hmm. very quiet area. And uh, you're next to, you know, very quiet. The girl actually has kittens. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, it's, it's a really good um, neighborhood. So you've actually just blossomed from there. Uh, tell me what that, you've lived there how long now? A little over a year, right? Yeah, a little over a year. A little over a year. And in that year, what has your journey been like? Uh, 
I think the more my daughter grows up, it's I've had emotional roller coaster, I guess, of just trying to be a mom and a dad to her, and just I feel really accomplished knowing that I've done this myself. I haven't needed the help from really anybody. Doesn't that feel great? Yeah. I remember the first time I was able to pay every single one of my bills Mm -hmm. all by myself. And that's not too long ago, actually. And it's because of this job. And it's a great feeling, isn't it? So you have a job. I do. I have a very good job. And you finally found an apartment. I did. I'm very excited. I moved in Friday. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And you're starting a new life. I am. What do you see for yourself? And you drive. I don't. You don't drive. I do not drive. Okay. I'm working on that. That's It's an anxiety thing we're working on. Okay. Um, I assumed you drive because you're sitting here. and uh, My grandma actually brought me. Okay. I wouldn't have got through any of this with definitely without her as well. So you have family support, which is um, also very helpful. Tell us about your grandma. Oh, my grandma's been there since day one for me. Um, she's her, my aunt Nikki, and uh, my kid's mother has been there definitely through my addiction. They ain't left me no matter what. And I wouldn't be here without them for sure. Did CPS, how long did they stay into your life when they were called on you in the other apartment? Um, well, actually, uh, I had CPS involved when I first had her. They were going to come take her from the hospital from me. Mm. Um, but my grandmother stayed with us two weeks until they got my drug pack test and everything back clean. Um and when they came in the second time around, uh, they were there for a good maybe month or two, maybe a couple months. Okay. Um, and I haven't been involved with them since. Okay. Great feeling. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Yeah. That's just totally amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had them knock on my door once. And it was, you know, I was in a school system with my daughter and my son and I was actually homeless and I was doing one of the couch surfing type deals. Uh, My ex-husband allowed me to move into his place for a little bit. And so it was a different school system and I thought it was the same. And my daughter was a pain in my butt. And I had this ring on that was like a leaf Mm -hmm. and it had a sharp edge and she wouldn't get up to go to school. And so I grabbed her and it scratched her. So that school called CPS. I know. And so they sent me like a 10 year old to the house. Oh my God. (laughs) And I said, do you have kids? And he said, no. I said, call me when you do. (laughs) I I think he was a little uh, taken back by the fact that I didn't care that he was there. Right. (laughs) And he closed the case. So, um, you know, I, I get why they come around sometimes, but, you know, sometimes, sorry if they're listening, but, you know, there's times where we call them and they don't go after the right people. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. You know, um, so I'm not sorry and I am sorry, you know, if they're listening, but, you know, I have a little bit of a bad taste sometimes. Um, and so you're moving on Friday. I am very excited. What does your grandma think? Uh, she's very happy for me. She knows that I've came a long way. She is. She has watched. I mean, she's been there since the day she's watched CPS show up and just take my baby from me. And she's been there the day, you know, for all my kids that that was there. Um, but she's just really proud of me and where I've come and the things that I've done, been able to accomplish. How long have you had this job that you have now? I'm um, going on six months. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what is it that you're doing? Um, I'm a picker in a shipping warehouse. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And do you like it? Do you think you'll stay there long or you'll eventually move on? Or you can you, is there room for? Move up. Really? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I was supposed to be getting a bigger position, but we're unsure of that right now. We're kind of seeing where things go. Um, but I do like the job. It's good money. Mm. And it provides for me and my daughter. Obviously, you get yeah. to move out. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, well, you have family support and you have a good friend. Mm -hmm. You have a job. You have your baby. Do you ever get to see your other children? Does the adoptive parents let you see them? Or do they keep in contact or anything with you? Uh, I actually... Actually, um, the people that watch my daughter when I work is the family. So oh, nice. Yeah, so she's always with them. Um, I do get to see them here and there every once in a while, not much. Wow. If it were my choice, I would. But of course. I get it where things stand in their life. Do they know that you're their mom? Absolutely. They do know. So she's mom. honest. Too. That is great. Yeah. See, that is, my sister has done that. She's adopted children. So I think that's, that's amazing because that makes the children, you know, you didn't lie to them. Yeah. So their life isn't based on a lie. Right. So that is, kudos to that mom. Yeah, she's amazing. That is awesome. And that's so great. That, and, and so your little one gets to go and see her mm -hmm. other siblings. Yeah, she loves them. Oh, they love her, yeah. You know, it sounds to me like you just have this amazing life. It couldn't be better right now, I don't <laughs> think. I love it. I am so happy for you. Thank you. Well, tell me if there is something that you could leave the audience with, what would that be? Honestly, just from me, um, just to not give up hope. You can go through the worst things and think you just have nothing. And there's so much waiting for you. You're just better than where you see yourself at. I just don't give up hope. I love that. Don't give up hope, which is why I do this show, hope. Because there's always hope. Yeah. And you just have to look 
for that hope, look for that positive and find that within yourself. You know, and a lot of people look towards the negative. Yeah. And obviously you did not. You saw positive. And did you see that through your daughter? Is that what kept you going and moving? Yeah. You had she was your motivation, wasn't she? Absolutely. That's so cool. Because there's a lot of people that don't do that. You know? Yeah. How cool. So well, I'm excited for your journey. Thank you. Um, and I hope you keep in touch with us. Thank you. And let us know how you're doing. I will. And in about another year, I want you to contact me because we're going to do another interview. Okay. And we're going to see where you are in a year because I'm sure it's going to be another spectacular mm -hmm. advancement in your oh, life. Yes, for sure. I just, I know it well. And uh, you're an inspiration to many. Thank you. And we are going to put this interview on our Facebook page, I Can Housing. So you're also going to be able to find it there. Because we like to highlight, here, here comes my emotions. <laughs> Whew. We like to highlight the special achievements that our participants make because they're so far and few in between and that you guys are so special. And so we wanna make sure that you know how special we are and that we encourage you with your growth and that we want others to know that it's possible and that they can work hard. And this is what happens when you work hard, that you can have all of this and sky's the limit. Oh, Jennifer, if, if people could see the smile on your face and the tears, it's just amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on today. I'm so excited. So thank you all for listening to another edition of Your Voices of Hope. You can listen to this show on my website and any podcast. And uh, I, I just enjoyed this interview with you. Thank you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Your Voices of Hope with your host, Michelle Beyer. This podcast and earlier programs are available for viewing on our Facebook page, Your Voices of Hope, or our website, yourvoicesofhope.com. Keep your head up, keep your head up. You're not alone.